Hey, AfterBuzz TV listeners, want to share your opinions, give feedback, or tell us what you're thinking? Send us a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send us audio that might end up in a future episode of our After Show. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform we use to publish and distribute our podcasts to you for free. You could send us voice messages about all sorts of topics. Maybe questions you have for us, what you thought of the latest episode of this TV show, or even your best impression of one of the characters. We'll see all of your messages, and we might even add them into a future episode. Anchor makes this part super easy. You can send us a voice message right now from wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in the show notes. We cannot wait to hear from you. What's up? Hello and welcome to After Buzz's Spotlight On series. I'm your host, Jamie Gray. Today we have a very special guest in the studio. I'm super excited. You might know him from American Idol, plenty of stages, and all over the internet. Our guest is Rayvon Owen. Stay with us. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello! What's up? To all of our viewers, our listeners, welcome to AfterBuzz's Spotlight On. Again, I'm Jamie Gray, and we have here Rayvon Owen up? in the building. Woo! How are you doing? Hey, boo. Hey! How are you? Uh, reach out and touch my hand. You guys, I, I, can't. I am so flipping excited. Okay, I need to give you like just a little backstory. I know Rayvon. We got a lot of backstory. We we've known each other for literally fourteen years, right? A long time. Yeah. A long time. And yeah. now we're here from the VA to the LA coast. Uh, we're from Richmond, Virginia, small town. And yeah, we're here to talk about Rayvon, all about your accomplishments, your journey, I, and I'm yeah. so excited to be here. Thank you for having me of here. Course. This is so crazy. It's Seriously. like a full circle moment. Literally, we were talking about that's a full circle moment just because we've come so far. We're both, you know. In our element, and mm-hmm. you're here. So We're here. let's let's yes. talk about it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So a lot of people know you from American Idol. Mm-hmm. It's one of the, the biggest things. Such a great accomplishment Thank that you. you achieved literally not even that long after you moved to Los Angeles. No, it yeah. was it was crazy. I met um, Dr. Drew. We all know and love yes. Dr. Drew and his wife Susan Pinsky. Went after shortly after I moved out here to L.A. And I got the opportunity to audition, and it was, like, life-changing. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like you said, it wasn't long after I moved out to L.A., maybe, like, seven months. Just and make a move. it just, I was already ready. <laughs> yeah, but it's so inspiring, especially because um, when you moved out here, I wasn't even out here yet. So mm-hmm. I think you're inspiring a lot of people um, all over just to move to L.A., especially when you come from so far. But we will get yeah. into American Idol. We'll get into everything. I want to right now promote your new single, X. Yes. Okay, so you just came out with your lyric video this past Friday. Yeah, we put together a lyric video. I wanted to, you know, kind of share a bit of my perspective where I am now as an artist, you know, since Idol and kind of going back into those old relationships and old feelings that I was afraid to talk about and afraid to express. So now I'm uh, digging back into those old archives. Yeah, but just <laughs> keeping it feelings. real. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and showing uh, a different side of me and and uh, an authentic side that people may have not seen before. Okay, well, I want to look at it. I want to. I want to I mean, hear it. You want to hear it? Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's take a look and a listen at Rayvon Owens X. Ooh. Nice. One too many times you put me through this. Now I'm doing better on my own. I thought I was done with all your bullshit. Last to see your name on the phone. Wow. So why are you calling me? I thought I. 
good so far. Boy, yeah. I'm glad to know. I don't need you here. Ain't got no more tears. You got me like, boy. Can I be? I like it. Hey. Ooh, I like it. And I like that I can relate to it too, okay? Come on. Yeah. I think it's relatable. I mean, we all had a little shady situation okay. and a little Especially something that we've been through. Era, this, this whole age, you know, everyone. <laughs> this whole social media age. And yeah. X is, X is by the pound. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think we all easily distracted. You know, there's a lot of distractions right now between Instagram and notifications popping up or, you know, old people popping up that don't need to pop up. I so know. we need to swipe left, okay? <laughs> swipe left. <laughs> I love it. Well, congratulations on this release. Thank you. What emotions did you feel as you're gearing up for the release? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely, I, I was feeling the gamut of emotions because. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's like your baby when you're putting it out there into the universe. You've been working on it for so long. I've been sitting on it for like a year, I yeah. think. So uh, it's it's like you've been building up the anticipation to the to this moment for people to hear it. Um, and, and I think it's it's really cool to see something that came from your imagination and came from your personal experience. Yeah, and came out in in the songwriting session come to life and 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 put the video to it and, and the music and the pictures and, and have it all come together yeah. as a full product from from your baby it's like it's like a little birth <laughs> a little baby yeah i was like, like he's a pulling a taylor pregnancy. swift here con- saying you know his ex i'm like okay who is it about calling him out <laughs> who is it about rayvon well you know because that's what i was saying i never i never i was always afraid to sing about boys yeah and i i I all those relationships and experiences I kind of kept to myself and kept hidden and they're real relationships and we go through stuff just yeah. like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I have so much content that I'm like, wow, I didn't I didn't realize was even there. And so when I became more comfortable with myself, I think I was developing more as an artist at the same time. And so it's it's about I mean, it's it's it it, it can be apl- applicable to a lot of people, <laughs> but it's definitely inspired primarily by this one person. I'm not gonna throw oh, his name out okay. there. Oh, okay. But a relationship right. that I had in college um, <laughs> that was unhealthy, and mm. I, again, I never really sing about it. I never wanted to take myself back to that place for my own reasons. So now it's it's like all coming out of me. Yeah, I, I love know, it. I, yeah. Not that I was like repressed or anything, but. You know when you just keep so many emotions to yourself, eventually it comes out. And so for me, it's just coming out through my music. So you're probably triggered. And you're like, oh, okay, let me get my pen. I know. <laughs> but were you more like a Cardi B or a Nicki Minaj? Did you push your pen or did you get some help with it as well? I'm, I get, you're definitely, I mean, all credit, you know, I give credit to where credit is due. My songwriter, yeah. Spencer Hendricks okay. um, and producer Trey Wright, those, I worked with on the song. Um, but they kind of gave me the freedom to like go in where I wanted to go and talk about what I wanted to talk about, which was cool. And they kind of let me put the shine on it and help me put it into words. But I definitely went in on this specific, you know, it was, it was flowing out of me when I was writing it. I was just like, I was like, oh, this, this. (laughs) And I just, I just thought about the moment of it being over and receiving the text message on my phone, like, 
why are you hitting me up again? Yeah, like, we've all had that. We, they like, always come we're back. We're over. Like, they always come back. We're done, Ski, yeah. okay? So you don't need to be co- coming back and popping up in my life. And I think me being in a healthy relationship now and, like, happy and settled, I think, I don't know, that comfort probably brought it all back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just seeing how far you came. Exactly. Yeah, that development. Which, I, which so. I, it's... it's really great for me to see it and to witness it as well. I know you've you know, seen I, it. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen the growth. So that's why I love that we're here talking about it. Now, we just heard the mastered version. We saw the lyric video. Uh-huh. <clears throat> can we hear you sing it a little acapella? Oh, I can get... you sing or can you okay. sing? I mean, I was on American Idol, so <laughs> I was asked to definitely sing song. We could do a little bit. Okay. Give me a little, little bop. Coming like boy. I deleted your text, ain't got no regrets, don't waste your breath, boy, you ran out of chances, I got new romances, you'll always be my ex. Woo! <laughs> I love it! A little snippet yes. of it. All of the applause. I got all the applause. <laughs> Shout out to our engineer, we have yeah. a great team here at AfterBuzz. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. All right, so now you guys know. He cannot just sing. He can say, okay? He can sing acapella. It's not just in the studio. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into your background because, again, we're here to get to know you. We got to hear your release. Mm -hmm. You're single, so now let's, you know, take it back, okay? So you are from Richmond, Virginia. It's a small town. Yeah. What prompted, like, what, what got that singing bug in you to even start singing music at all? When and where did that start? I I'm, I think it happened in church. Okay. I grew up singing in church, and my mom, you know, she always encouraged me to. I was on the usher board, the choir, <laughs> the the junior deacons, oh my the gosh. engineer. I used speaking <laughs> of engineers. I used to do the sound, like recording really? the preacher to like VHS. So I was doing everything, pretty much anything I can get involved in. So like the production side. Mm-hmm. I was involved in, but I, I definitely found a special place singing in the little Sunbeam Choir, is what we used to call it. And I had my first solo, which I'm pretty sure was, um, uh, yes, there is hope, Lord, there is hope. You know that song? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> By like the Brooklyn um, Mass Choir. And I, the reaction I, I remember seeing from the congregation, you know, the church lady, ah, you know, yeah. everybody, it was a different energy, like when I sang. And I was like, oh, okay, is this like a magic wand? Like, like I have something here, I guess, to work with. And I just continued to develop, and I was had a pretty good ear from a young age, listening to the parts. You know, I would sing with the sopranos, and then I would be helping out the altos and the tenor. Like <laughs> I would everything. help, out, I would do everything. Yeah, and then when my One voice, man choir. I know, but literally when my voice changed, I went from like soprano to tenor in like a a, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait. Ah, ah. like, so, so like but, just just bringing that back too. You know, when when I grew up, I actually wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, I, I have since I changed I that. that. Like I think most kids do. They want to, you know, help out the that's animals. True. You know, now I used to want to be a older, farmer. Yeah, ooh, I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> mm, that's, that's a good one. Um, not because sure I thought why. it was like old McDonald. I thought it was like happy with the farm. You know, with oh, the no. animals and uh-uh. stuff. Not when you hear like when you not, smell the manure. No, it's it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. But I wanted to be a veterinarian, and then that shifted, and then I kind of found my place, found my element. Mm-hmm. What kind of made that shift for you from being in the church and then to doing this? style of music that you do now well I was passionate about music and so I think I just wanted to learn as much as I could and I was started taking piano lessons 
And then when I was in middle school, I joined the Richmond Boys Choir, which mm-hmm. you know what that is. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you came and saw us perform. I did. Um, Christmas specials, all of that. Uh, right. We great. were all over. And it was like a legit thing in Richmond. Like yeah. people, and still is. Um, and, and really around the country, I mean, we got to perform at the White House. We would travel, performing at different events and singing behind different artists. All the time. And so that kind of gave me a diverse, like, we did classical, spirituals, gospel, R&B, soul, country. Like, we pretty much covered all genres, which I loved. And so I was, like, learning different things. And that got me inspired to writing music. And I was writing gospel music. And I started working with these producers in Richmond who they would work on the music and, like, Give me a CD player because, you know, back then it was on CDs. <laughs> and, <laughs> back in the day. All right. Um, and then send me up in the basement and I would start like writing lyrics, you know, to the track. And so I would just put my headphones on and just start writing as I was listening and just started writing what was coming out. And so that was my first experience like songwriting to kind of more like urban pop gospel right. music, inspirational right. music. And. Then in middle school, when I found out that we could pick a specialty center to go to, I was like, duh, I'm going to go for music, yeah, Center, center for, for the, the Arts, Arts, which is where I met yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> where we did musical theater. Where we did so musical it's theater. like, Rayvon is very eclectic. He can do gospel, he can do musical theater, he can do R&B, you can do it all. And, and well, so, um, which also brings me into when you went to college. We know so many artists from back in the day and even today where they are not actually pursuing college after high school mm-hmm. because, in a sense, they don't really need to. Um, they've already kind of gotten into the field of their dreams, right. per se. Maybe they'll go a little bit later. Uh, tell us about your experience because I know that you went to Belmont College. There's numerous locations, but you went to the one in Nashville, mm-hmm. Tennessee, City yes, of Music. Tennessee. So tell us about that experience with college. Do you feel like it was necessary? Here's here's my take. I mean, my, my take on college has changed and I think I'm totally happy I went and I love Belmont and I learned a lot mm-hmm. as well. I think everyone has a different path um, and a different journey, but I'm so happy that I got to experience that because I always say Nashville was like my training ground. Like yeah. Richmond was like where I birthed and kind of got my initial skills honed and then Nashville is where I really started to focus it in and talk about songwriting because country art like it's, it's a country heavy town so that, yeah. like, it's a lot about the lyrics a lot about writing and that's where I kind of switch my perspective like okay I can write more than just gospel more than inspirational I can write about other experiences right. too and that, that that's okay and so that's kind of where the 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 pop and the R&B kind of side of me started to develop and I started to learn my voice and get training in vocal music and and classical music again and piano and a lot of a lot of training where I can consider myself a musician, not just a singer, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's really important. Again, I now look. <laughs> well, now in today's age, I'm like, look, is it 100 percent necessary? It just depends on the person, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I'm glad I went because I felt like I wouldn't be ready and wouldn't be the you know the artist I am today and the musician I am today. Um, so that's, that's kind of a hard question because I don't want to discourage people right, from going to college because yeah. I encourage college and you learn a lot. Um, I just think in in the sense of music, it's I think if you're going to go to school, you know, for music, 
go go to a school in Nashville or go to a school in LA where you can or in New York right. where you can also be around the industry and get that real realistic experience too. Yeah. Because I'm in sessions nowadays with people who just graduated from high school and they're like already straight into the industry and they're killing <laughs> it. And I'm like, and that's cool too. So that's why I kind of say it just depends on the person. Yeah. But I'm glad I, that I went and got that experience. Yeah, and again, just like you said, it depends on the person. I yeah. think, uh, especially with the industry. Like, if you're a doctor, please go to school. Please go to school. If yeah, you're a nurse, I do please not. Go to school. Like, don't I don't want I my doctor. Just, no. I, yeah. No, yeah, that's just where I'm at. You know, <laughs> but I also think, just me personally, it, depending on the type of field that you want to do, if you are trying to get into entertainment. At least do your first year, your, you know, your freshman year. That's what I'm because saying. Because you can't get that back. No, you can't. I don't can't. want a forty-year-old like, as my roommate in my freshman year. So no. that's what I'll say. On and that. like the dorm life, and you, there's nothing you know, like it. The, the food and stuff. It, it's nothing like it. Like I can't. There's nothing you that can top those experiences. So, so yeah, I don't know. It's that's such a hard question, especially in like in today's world where you know student loans are such a big thing. And right, um, ed, but education is definitely important. Yeah. I always encourage people to go because there's so much musical stuff that I wouldn't know if I didn't go to school for it. Right. So then after college, you moved to L.A., mm-hmm. which is a huge move. Tell us about that process coming from the East Coast to the West Coast. Yeah, it was definitely a leap and a risk because I came out not knowing anybody. I, well, I knew one person mm-hmm. who I was living with, uh, who I performed with back in Virginia, um, and... It was definitely a gamble and a risk, but it's kind of cool because it kind of put me out of my comfort zone and forced me to socialize, forced me to get out there and meet people and network and and kind of see the field of what's going on out in L.A. I want to know the process of literally how you got here. Because literally. There are, yeah, because there are going to be so many hopefuls who want to oh, move to yeah. Los Angeles. Tell us briefly the, the process of, you know, getting out here. I mean, it's hard because I came out here with, like, no money, you yeah. know, like a few hundred dollars in my a pocket. Right. Yeah. Um, but I grinded. I worked at Best Buy in high school, you remember, and I applied to the Best Buy out here, worked out there for a little bit. In college, I started doing uh, these college tours, mm-hmm. kind of transitioning myself to help like save a little bit of money um, to move out here. I was lucky to find somebody that my mom knew from back home to help me move in and get situated. Right. Uh, it's definitely a it's definitely a risk. I mean, I would tell people to. Try to save up a little bit, of course. But at the Don't same come out here time, with no money. yeah. But at the same time, you know, if you wait forever, you'll never. Because I know some people are that have been trying to save for years and yeah. still haven't made the move. So it's it's definitely a it's definitely a risk and a gamble. I mean, I just remember, you know, moving in there, having enough to probably pay maybe a couple months' rent, and then yeah. just looking for a job. And trying to get by, but it's it's definitely a sacrifice, and you have to be willing to discipline yourself and work every day mm-hmm. because in your spare time, then you need to work on your dreams, like right. you need to work on your goals. And as you know, out here it's expensive, and it's hard to get your get yourself on your feet when you're trying to do what you love, but at the same time pay bills right. and like be realistic. Well, I'm glad that it, you know it worked out for you. Um, what I, which also just for the hopefuls, you know the. Saving, the key to saving, I think, is to have the skill to save. It's not even just about how much you 
you know, that how much you have in your account. If you don't know how to save, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to save. Uh, so now let's just jump into American Idol. This is one of the biggest things that you're known for. Um, now, American Idol, this is not your first rodeo. Yeah. Uh, you were. No, we, we tried this a few times. Yeah. So what made this time different? You said that you knew Dr. Drew and then you kind of got in the audition rooms. Yeah. They, you know, they encouraged me to go out and audition and that, you know, they had heard about the process through through a producer for the show. And I I went out. I think what was different this time is, you know, of course, the maturity and then going through college and kind of going in with a sense of comfort. Like, OK, if I honestly, I think because I didn't make it before, I mentally I was just like, well, if they want me, they want me. If they don't, they don't. I've tried this so many times. <laughs> you were so close to giving up. <laughs> I know. I was just yeah. like, well, shoot. But I think that com- that comfortableness gave me a cal- a sense of calmness. Yeah. Because if you go in there like, I'm so nervous. Like, this Ooh, is my shot. This is my last shot. Like, yeah. it's going to it's gonna reflect in your energy and in your performance. So I think that's what made the difference this time. And, and, and me walking through that and kind of trying to stay in that mentality and trying to... Be excited, but not let myself get too ahead of myself right. and try to find that middle balance. I think that's what helped me get through some of the earlier rounds. Right. And so then you made top four, which I was so proud. Was Virginia was proud. You yeah, know, it but it, it came insane. with definitely, you know, some ups and downs. I remember the the segment that American Idol had, it was called uh we're I think well, you, you could save one of your favorite yes. contestants. My so, butt was in the I don't yeah. know. Can we curse on this? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, my booty was in the freaking bottom all the time. I think I broke the record of being in the bottom. So basically, for fans <laughs> for to making, vote for you, they had to hashtag save Rayvon. Had to save Rayvon. What so, was that like? Uh, you know, just multiple weeks. How many times were you actually saved? Four times. Four so times. for four weeks in a row, I was like the number one worldwide. Trend, trend yeah. in the entire world was save Rayvon. What People emotions, are like, who is Rayvon? <laughs> yeah, what emotions did you experience during that? Um, it it was tough because especially at the beginning, I thought, oh, why I'm always ending up here. Like, do people not like me enough? Like, yeah. what what is it not that what's what's the disconnect here? Um, but at the same time, it was encouraging because I kept getting saved and. I think that made people fight for me, and that made me perform better under pressure and want to fight for myself. But again, I had to keep that sense of calm and that good energy throughout. But it's hard when there's so much going on, you're thrown into an entirely different world. You have, you know, cameras and music and yeah. TV. Like The whole world is watching. You know, and everyone's reaching out to you, like... You know, my phone's just constantly blowing up. Everyone, do this, do that. You know, sing this song, sing that song. It's like everyone's trying to tell you who you should be and how to how to win. You know, mm-hmm. um, but that, but that, but particularly, Save Ravon was was a tough but exciting at the same time. And it showed that fans love you. Yeah, because people were pushing, and then I, the more throughout, I, I think that's why I, I won every one because at the beginning they saw me fighting mm-hmm. and. Like, I think under those circumstances, I gave some of my best performances. Um, did any of the judges ever come and talk to you, like, behind the scenes? Yeah. Um, we got to talk to everybody, but particularly um, I connected with Harry Connick Jr., you know, yeah. behind the scenes. He he waited to talk to me outside of a, the room after I got, um, after my last, after I got cut. And he said, I, I never 
get the amount of time that I want to. He's like, I almost wish I could be a mentor, not a judge, because yeah. I want to pour into you. And like, he's like, I see a lot of myself in you. And I always wonder because he was so hard on me. Well, that's probably why. During the season. Mm-hmm. like, But I'm like, we need the vote. So can you be nice? Because America is like influenced by <laughs> exactly what by the judges the say. Yeah. So when the judges are like, you know, that you know that was great that was great i think america's like yeah that was great and yeah. they they vote but as opposed to harry connick was he would say oh it's great to to someone but then i would go out there and like pour my heart out and then he'd be like that was good but and he would just all the time be so hard and i thought he didn't like me but afterwards it kind of made sense what he was saying and he even had heard about Shane, my fiance, and heard about the whole, you know, me coming out and everything. And, and he was like, I'm just so proud of you and, That's so, and awesome. so happy for you and, and your journey. So it was cool to, to, to connect with him. And I got to go by his school in New Orleans, his, his music school for yeah. like underprivileged communities and everything. So he's really a great guy. I mean, they all were great and talking to them. I got to connect with J Lo and and Keith Urban and Keith Urban. What are who your always thoughts sings. on American Idol coming back? Because you were on season fifteen, I believe fourteen. Fourteen. So mm-hmm. then now it's been two extra seasons already. So yeah, the fin- the yesterday was the finale. Was the finale. Yeah. yeah. What are the, your thoughts of on the coming second back? season on ABC? Um, I initially I thought, oh, it's too soon. If they're going to end it, they need to let it. Wait, but then I'm like, in today's instant world, I guess, why not keep it going, you know, if ABC's going to get behind it? I think they've been doing a, a good job. It's um, yeah, you got new judges. I know that you, uh, Lionel Richie, he was a judge, and you actually know him personally? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lionel, I met, uh, well, that's a story of, of L.A., because that was the first time <laughs> that I visited L.A. This was before I moved here, while I was still in college, my senior year, um... My my cousin who knows him, we got a phone call, or she called me one time while I was doing laundry in college, and she says, "I got someone, um, I got someone on the phone for you." And he picks it up and he's like, "Hey, this is Stevie Wonder," and I'm like, "Huh?" And he's what? like, "Just kidding, this is Lionel Richie." I'm like, "Big difference." Yeah. <laughs> but because of that, then I visited and we became close, and he kind of mentored me and. She told me about the the real world of LA and of entertainment and how it's tough and everything. And That's awesome. So we kind of built a relationship, but it's been great. I love I love Idol. I think he's an amazing judge, and I can a lot of things that he said to me personally. He's been saying them, and it's real life. Okay, and how have you stayed booked and busy? That's all people always booked be booked and busy. and busy because a lot of times we don't always hear about some of the recent winners, mm-hmm. you know, of American Idol even I hear, now. I hear so, that a lot when people yeah. are like, "Oh, you seem you seem very active. You seem like you've been going." But you have to be the motivator for yourself. No one's going to believe in you Absolutely. as much as you yourself. So that's kind of been my mentality and I wanted to take advantage of the platform that I've been given and blessed with. You know, this huge opportunity to meet so many people and have so many people have access to my music and who I am, which is so huge. Not everyone gets that type of opportunity. And I think staying in L.A. is a huge thing because a lot of people, they move back home or they move somewhere else. I'm like, where are you going? Like, stay where the action is, you know? Yeah. Um. So I, I just, you know, no, no tea, no shade to anybody else because I love I love it, all the other idols. But I think for me, it was important to stay in L.A. and continue Absolutely. the grind. And I think you 
when you go on the show, because you're treated like a VIP, like you're flying like private jets, your hotel, like you're meeting everybody. And so I think people think that's going to continue, but it doesn't. Right. You know, you have to continue it yourself. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you've been able to keep it up because I know, again, L.A. is it is not easy out here. It no, could be an isolated it's city. A so it's I'm a proud of you. And then you. even after American Idol, you made a huge reveal that literally changed your life. Mm-hmm. Tell people what that is. I came out, honey. Woo! I came on out of the clouds. Right. <laughs> Do, does it still feel weird? Are you more comfortable now um, even saying that you're gay? Like, how do you feel, like, even today? Yeah, it's it's um, it's definitely been extremely liberating. I think it was a big fear to, ex- one, because ex- I had to accept it for myself before I could you know, tell other people and have other people accept it. Um, so that was a journey within itself. And even to this day, it's it's still, you you know, the back of your mind, like, you it's know like, how you whoa. make, you're like, you, what, did you do the right thing? Yeah. Or did you, you of course know, you did, yeah, but oh my gosh, I've been, never been happier, never felt more free and liberated and um, just more free to be me. And that's, that was four years ago. Yeah, that's it's like it seems far away, but it's really it, it really wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long that? ago. I mean, compared to like your life, because always say, you know, straight people like you just you straight from the beginning. But then mm-hmm. imagine like coming out as straight right. and then that small amount of time versus how long you've been just alive and existing. So it's almost like starting over in a way um, of of just dating and being public and just. And not worrying about who cares. Like, because it was a big hidden thing for me for a long time. And now very you feel filtered. Free. Very filtered. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. And now I feel definitely more free and more authentic. What gave you that push to even make a confession? Idol was a big push. Really? Why? <laughs> yeah, because when I. So I. Because I knew I had made it so far before it even aired on TV. Because mm-hmm. um, you go through Hollywood Week, I've made it through that. And of course, through the audition process, Hollywood Week. And, you know, through the the pre-live rounds, you know, the semi-final rounds before we go live. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, my audition is going to air in January. I didn't know. I knew I was going to be continuing to make it for at least a while, enough for people to be talking and, like, you know, press and stuff like that. I didn't know what was going to come out. I didn't know if some old, you know, guys or something I've talked to back in the day yeah. was going to start chit-chatting. And a big thing was my family. I wanted to tell my friends and my family before they heard it from other people. Right. That was important to me um, because, you know, I wanted to be, to have the chance to say it first. And so that's what really pushed me because I had been thinking about it. I went through this whole relationship that my ex that I'm ta- that I was yeah. telling you about I went through that whole relationship pri- pretty much privately and then that was lo- that was before idol then idol was starting to happen and I was I was accept going through that whole journey of accepting myself and that's what really pushed me I was like I'm going to be on TV people are going to be talking so let me tell my family first and but while I was on Idol, I wasn't, and I was still in the closet. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying right. to my family, so it kind of happened in phases, if that right. makes sense. Gotcha. So it was like family and friends still going through Idol, going through the whole journey. Once Idol was over, I met Shane, and that kind of really put the icing on the cake because I saw 
all he had went through with losing his past partner. Mm-hmm. And I had lost a friend of mine at a, who was our age, you know. And I was like, I could die tomorrow. I'm like, I just need to life tell people. Life is short. Life is short. Life. Yeah. yeah. And another thing, musically, it was easy to sing, to say girl or sing about right. a fictitious relationship. Those pronouns. Exactly. To a small group. But then once I had gone through Idol and more people knew me, I was like, I got to be honest. Like, I have, like these people are starting to follow me and look up to me. Mm-hmm. I need to tell be them authentic. the truth and tell them what I'm singing about and where this is coming from. Do you feel like you've officially dived into your truest self? You know, I think that's still a journey. Yeah. I think that's a journey. I, I feel like that's a journey for everybody in a lot of ways. But just speaking for myself, I think every day I continue to find more ways to just unveil and, and just like share. Yeah, and learn yeah. about myself. The good and the bad, the ugly, you know. And that's that's a hard thing to do, but I definitely think I'm headed in that direction. At least I hope I Right, yeah. Well, I mean, you're on the right track, you know, yeah. just being yourself. That's really all you can do. And yeah. just kind of take it at that. I feel like I've noticed with black gay men, you know, when they come out and they express their sexuality, um, at sometimes it's not always it does not always have a positive impact. For instance, Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. We loved his music. We still love his music. Uh, but when we, when people started to find out about his sexuality and uh, who the songs were really about, mm-hmm. there was a shift. Exactly. And it was a noticeable shift. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's still a journey that we are going through as within the black community uh, as far as acceptance, as far as the whole masculinity issue. You know, we feel like... As a community, you know, when you grow up as a young black man, you are supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be masculine. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that and gay doesn't go together. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it, that's just how it's been. And so I feel like that's something that, yeah, we're definitely we're definitely struggling with that. I, and it's a big motivator for me to continue to be so vocal and open about who I am as a gay black man. Right. That like, hey, you can be a strong gay black man. You can be Absolutely. a successful gay black man. You can do j- just what you want to do just as much as anyone else can, you know. And so, yeah, I feel like it's 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 a hard thing within the community. I don't know if it's because of you know the of faith being so intertwined within the black community or whatever it is, but. It's definitely something that I'm working on. Right, you're working on it. And I know yeah. that, you know, you said that coming out did affect your friendships, your mm-hmm. relationships, uh, family relationships as yeah. well. Um, in any ways, did it affect your faith? Of course. Of course it affected my faith. I think it made me look at my faith and the reasonings for why I believe in certain things in a slightly different perspective. Um I'm still a person of faith. It didn't change my faith. I think it increased my faith. It made me closer to God. I think as you learn to love yourself and embrace yourself, you know, God created me. God created us all, I believe. So when you learn to accept how you were made in his image and Mm -hmm. you learn to look at the fruit of how you were living and how you your choices affecting other people, including yourself. Mm-hmm. So when I started to look at the fruit and say, okay, me accepting myself equals happiness. Me embracing who I am 
equals more authenticity, which equals more, you know, positivity and light. And so there was just, it, it just seemed like positive attributes attached to it. And so that just made me look at my faith like, okay, wow, you know, I think it's about the journey of, of you know, modeling your life after Jesus and, and, and taking that and applying that to how you can in today's society, yeah. in today's world. So he's that's... preaching it here, y'all. I was like, <laughs> that was deep. He's talking about fruit, and I'm hungry now. Hungry? <laughs> I'm like, oh, which, by the way, guys, he's vegan. You oh, know? I know. He's that's, no longer eating That's no another meat, change, too. You know, so no wonder he mentioned all the fruit. Ugh. And I go back around to my, to my <laughs> black folks, and I'll be like, I'm sorry, I can't eat this. Yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> I know. That, yeah, that's a whole other separate thing. But Well, I just um, want to say I am proud of you. You know, just as a friend, as a fan, as, you know, just someone looking on the outside in. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you for how you've been able you. to come into your own. Uh, but also, I mean, just more, even more on a more positive note, you and Shane. Shane, Bitney Chrome, you guys are now engaged. I know. Um, our viewers, uh, you guys might actually that's know crazy. Shane. He is an LGBTQ plus activist, and he has his uh, film on Netflix. It's called The Bridegroom, right? Right, and, yeah. yeah, and so you guys can go ahead and watch that. Check out Shane, but yeah, that was an even bigger shock. So you guys, <laughs> I mean, you guys are going to get married. How does that feel? So you came out four years ago. Now you're engaged to a man. How mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? Yeah, that was that was a whole thing too because I never imagined myself being, you know, publicly with a guy, let alone married to a guy. Right. Um, <laughs> Leaps here. I know. That's not a baby step. That was a leap. That was a, a hop leap. and a skip and a jump. We went, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it, it seems like a leap from, from the outside. But from my journey, you have to remember, it's been years of, like, slow growth. Right. You know what I mean? Can of you, getting to that point. Can you describe the proposal, you know, just as far as... Because you got proposed to on stage yes. at Demi Lovato's concert. And you guys know her personally. Yeah. So describe that whole moment. That was the best day of my life, first of all. <laughs> It was insane. I we were going to the concert, and I had no idea, by the way, because everybody asked me, "You had to have known, right? You knew." Like they were all in it on it together, Demi and all the friends and the dancers, because she was like, "Hey guys, I need some help on this next song," and the dancers kind of dispersed throughout the crowd, looking for a fan, you know, really to throw me off. And I, I'm like, "Wow, this is a whole production just <laughs> like, to throw really me off." They really going in on this right now, and the one and. I'm looking at, you know, our friends Matthew and Sire, and they're like, you should go up. No, you should go up. Shane's like, you should go. You know, we're like pointing at each other to yeah. go up. Like, ha, ha, ha. They're not going to pick any one of us. And the dancer is literally like, and then he points at me, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. And so I just run, I run up over, and mind you, Shane is like sitting next to me, right? So I like walk by Shane to like go out the aisle to like mm-hmm. go backstage with the dancer. And, and while the stage. dancer carries me this way, he carries Shane or another, somebody else comes and grabs Shane and takes him underneath the stage wow. from another direction. So I don't see him going that way. So I'm going up the stage. I'm thinking, like, she's going to be like, what are you doing up here? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what she said. She's like, oh, my God, what are you doing up here? I'm like, I don't know. What oh, am I doing good. up here? She's good. Demi had the, the I know, she was like, Camp Rock 3, okay? <laughs> she brought it back. She they they really made a special and that is amazing. Yeah, and then he literally as she's like, "Where's your boo?" I'm like, "I don't know." I'm like looking where we were sitting, and he comes up on one knee from underneath the stage on her trap oh. door, and I literally fell to the ground. Like you I've fall never, to the ground? I've never felt. You know the expression "weak in the knees." Mm-hmm. I've never until that moment actually genuinely felt that because 
it's almost like it like like uh like time skipped or something i was just so like you literally didn't, did i was not on the floor it. i was like did yeah. i faint did i pass out well i want to see it let's just take a you know yeah. a look down memory lane Aww. of your proposal video on demi lovato's stage i'm sure our viewers want to see it so let's take a look <laughs> oh and he's falling <laughs> i scream oh my gosh listen to this crowd like, I feel like they knew, you know, before you that... I, they might have had an inkling. Maybe yeah. they... I don't know if they saw Shane or what, but they, they were just screaming in so high energy. And, I mean, after, everyone was crying. Right. The whole room was just so shook. Yeah. You know, it was a, such a positive energy. And then they got to nerve to make it even more special. <laughs> and she, sang, she right? says the words to us. And then two chairs pop up on stage and she sings her song called Yes, yes. from her, her previous album, previous to last album, which I love that song already. Yeah, oh, and look then at you and Shane. Pictures of us like fly <laughs> across the big jumbo trying. I'm like, I ain't never seen my face that big. Right. On the screen. That is so um, amazing. So it was, it was really cool. And so you guys are now gearing up for your wedding. How's planning going on for that? Planning is good. We've been um, definitely thinking about a lot and how we're going to do it to get, you know, his family's from Montana. Of course, we got the family and friends in VA. Yeah. So I was, we're trying to figure out the best time frame and location to, like, get everybody together to be there for the wedding. Um, I know I'm always joking. I'm like, we're going to have the longest engagement in history. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't say but, that. Oh, so 2025? I know, right? Wow. <laughs> no, we're looking at 2020. We're looking okay. at 2020 to try to get it done. But, I mean, we're not... In any huge rush, I mean, we we obviously are planning and, you know, weddings are expensive and trying yeah. to get the whole thing together okay, and RSVP. figure out how we're going to do it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, but we want to do something cool and something that's that's us. And Is Demi Lovato invited? Of course. Oh, okay. And so, and so since you guys were on her stage, you know, we love Demi Lovato. Um, yes. She's like any artist. They've had ups and downs, but she is looking better than ever. Yes. Have you talked to her recently? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. I'm, I'm How's so, she doing? She, yeah, I, uh, she's, she's incredible. She's always been such, um, a huge support of Shane and mine and I love her to death. She's happy and healthy. I'm really like, honestly, yeah. just I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for your future, for your wedding, I'm for your music. I'm excited too. It's, it's, a, it's a lot going on, but it's good. It's yeah. good. We got to stay out here. You know what I mean? The grind. Stay the, out the here grind in never stops. It never stops. The marathon continues. And yeah. I, and I, I have a feeling it's probably never going to stop. It's like the more we, you know, I look up to someone like Demi too. It's like just the more we, the more we grind, the more we work, mm -hmm. the more opportunities come. And I think it's going to be more about the journey and less about the destination. Yeah. Well, again, I'm super excited for you. Um, you guys, again, Ray Vaughn Owen. Make sure, you, of course, you pick up uh, his yes. single X. Look at the lyric video. Listen to get the lyrics, okay? Don't get it from any other site. <laughs> I, right. right. We got the official <laughs> the lyrics. The official up. lyrics. Okay. <laughs> uh, but make sure to tell people, where can they find you, Ray Vaughn? You can find me everywhere online uh, at Ray Vaughn Owen. R-A-Y-V-O-N-O-W-E-N. I'm on Insta. Follow me. Tweet me. Snap me. Ray Vaughn Owen. YouTube. And you can listen to the music, of course. iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Tidal. Everywhere. It's everywhere. everywhere. There's no excuse. You can't escape it. You can find it. <laughs> yes. And you guys, I'm Jamie Gray, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to our Spotlight On series. Again, pick up X. We love you for watching. Yes. And again, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.